Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Happy New Year to all, from us to you. It's been a remarkable year for us on the podcast, starting from nothing and gaining a following. We are truly thankful for 2018. Well, except for the Lions season on the actual football field, of course. In this podcast, we have our first ever live podcast. We are very happy to announce that. Um, We're excited to provide you the better audio quality we've been promising as we wrap up the 2018 season. We break down each position group by giving them a grade and discuss their future of each segment and much, much more. We should also note that we made this podcast before the Jim Bob Cooter firing, but we worked under the assumption that he was out, out of the way. We discussed this near the end of the podcast, but want to reiterate here that for the offseason, we will still be providing you content, just not on a weekly basis. Please be on the lookout as we'll discuss any important news, like when we hire a new office coordinator, free agent, and we'll be doing draft things along the way as well. May 2019 be the Lions year. And now, our intro. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rudd Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. We're doing a live broadcast today together, guys. Um, yeah, right. yeah, it's exciting. Um, all our predictions for the Lions season um, were the complete reverse almost. The Lions going 6-10 and 10 after a loss to the Packers, or a defeat of the Packers, excuse me. Uh, a 31-0 ass-kicking. So yeah. <laughs> say what you want, the Lions going 6-10 and 10 this year, but they did kick um, the Packers around twice this year. So We own the Pack. Can't be mad about that. Four straight wins against the Packers. Thing. Yeah, I believe that's the first time since like the early 80s that has happened. In my so. lifetime, for sure. Yeah. Some some good things are happening underneath. Yeah, Big Z, did least. you tabulate tabulate our win our uh, predictions for the year? <laughs> who won? Um, well, I mean, we all lost. Oh, I mean, <laughs> wait, of all of us, but of all of us, who, who won? Who had the best record? Who had the best, best record? Um, well, I know, I think you and I had ten and six. Um, if I remember correctly, I didn't. I didn't go back and uh, double check this, unfortunately. No, but our game by game prediction. Oh, our game by game prediction. Yes, who, yes. Who won? Uh, that? <laughs> who won they're talking that? about it from our first podcast. Um, no. <laughs> I think it was a. I think it was a tie. I think it was a tie. I think we all went six and ten this year. Oh wow! That's incredible. What are the odds of that happening? Uncanny. Wow. It was unbelievable. Um, We're still looking into how that happened. Uh, The statistical (laughs) anomaly is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) um, But I want to get to the most recent game before we get about the season as a whole. Um, Defeating the Packers thirty-one nothing. We're here actually in Michigan recording this, which is awesome as well. Our first live podcast and it's great that we can do this live finally um first of all i mean it 
this is our thoughts. Every Lions fan's thoughts watching the last few games here. Why was Zach Zenner not getting the ball more? Oh, my God. I, I, I think, though, Zenner is a legit back. I think we've seen this over a few games now. I think he's legit. He's a legit NFL running back. He's not just that token anymore. He he can he can really run in the NFL, and I think he needs he. I think he'll be a big part of our team next year. I really do. Is it maybe not the one or two option, but he should be on our our team next year for sure. My theory is Jim Bob Cooter has something against him because it's the same thing with Dwayne Washington that he <laughs> he kept putting Dwayne Washington in last season despite his incompetence. And it was the same thing again this year with Blunt, despite everyone, like the eye test being just completely obvious that every time Zenner touched the ball, he seemed to gain yards, whereas Blunt seemed to barely get to the line of scrimmage because he was too slow. Yeah, I mean, um, we, yeah. we've seen it over and over again. So. Yeah. yeah. And, well, yeah. and I, the reason I put Cooter in there is not just because of my, you know, other feelings about him, but he's been, by all accounts, Patricia's all about autonomy for his coordinators. So I'm thinking this was his call all season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, I think. Uh... Zenner has really shown up uh, in these last few games. And he, I think he has had opportunities in the past, but has not done everything he could with them. And, I mean, the fact that he never got picked up by another team kind of speaks to a little bit that the yeah. way he's viewed in the league. And he did get an opportunity this time, and I think he's really picked it up, and I think he'll be back next year for sure. Yeah, it would be a travesty yeah. if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we don't really know what's going on. Like, we don't watch the practices, you know. Like, we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. Like, he puts together some good performances, and I think he's done enough to be back next year. But I don't really put too much stock into him not showing up this last game. I think this was just a weird last, hopefully last game for Jim Bob, where he just does this thing. And you know, I think <laughs> next year Zenner will be back, probably as our <laughs> number three. I'm guessing running. Back. That's what I'm guessing. That's that would be. I wish the NFL. I don't know. I wish you could see some of their practices more. I, I yeah, I know. I know. I yeah. obviously understand why you don't want other teams to see what you're practicing. Yeah, right. well, well Z, game. what do you think? Because you've been. Zenner's <laughs> probably biggest backer of this group. I mean, and a lot of people I like don't know. him. You, you, but, yes. but I, I like mean, I mean, what do you think <laughs> the fact that that he wasn't picked up by another team or the fact that... I mean, he, he had a really serious back injury, so coming back from that was really tough, and he had comfortable... But he uh, came back 15 pounds heavier, pure muscle, yeah. less fat. Yeah. He came yeah. back ready, and it. I think it showed in his running. Yeah, He's much but, more powerful and stronger. I, I, I agree, but I, I, I also think that's why he didn't stay on the team was because he wasn't as good back then. And he, he's picked it up. Since That's probably a good yeah. point. Probably I mean, point. I mean, he left the team after a, a big injury, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and right. coming back to the Lions, he's familiar with the Lions organization. It was, I think it was an easy choice for him to come back to the Lions in, in that, that regard. Yeah. And I will give you that as far as uh, him not proving it. The one time he seemed to get a legit ch- chance against the Giants, was it last year? And he fumbles on the goal line. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it's, I think he maybe he just lost faith. Lost the faith of the coaches. I don't know, but uh, stuff like that. Yeah, they seem to give him a second chance yeah. now, and he's making it count. Yeah, he's been exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of, I guess, speaks to the Lions' season a little bit that we're talking about Zach Center for the first five minutes of our last <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah, right. of the season. <laughs> That's how it yeah. goes. Sometimes. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> um, I want to bring up something else that happened in this game. Um, that I got a lot of texts from, uh, well, Bears fans and those fans alike. Um. When Prater do his touchdown pass, a that lot of people incredible. were texting me, uh, is, should Prater be the quarterback of the Lions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just I uh, ignore those texts usually when they come about. But it was a great pass from Prater. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and a yeah. good call by the Lions, you know. Oh, yeah. Just hanging out call. there by the edge. If they're not going to cover him, do it. Play. I don't know if you saw Pat McAfee's play call for it. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. It was so fantastic. What did you think of the announcing that game? I felt like I, I, lost I was telling you, Jay. I, I really like, liked it. It's, yeah. I felt like I was watching Matt Yurko and Harry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I thought you were watching an NFL They weren't trying to be too staged. Oh, they were just having a good time. I thought it was good. I don't know if you listened to Pat McAfee when he was on Barstool, but he had some incredible podcasts. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's a good personality. I was amazed he didn't drop some F bombs when he. I never thought I could find like focus about talking about punning so interesting and entertaining. <laughs> I think my favorite part was when he started going like punting. It's when one man sends the ball willingly into a turnover to the other team. Like, That's it. Was like, it was going into a commercial break. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. So props to Pat McAfee and that crew. Yeah, I, agree. I don't even know the other two guys. I, agree. I hope they, they, the they call more Lions games next year. <laughs> that would be great. That was a great play call, though. And, and the, the touch on that pass was sweet. Man. He it was, yeah. It yeah. It was nice. I don't know how the Packers didn't see it coming because Prater, he, he only was like a foot away. From Sam Martin, the holder, and yeah, he, and he had his arms. Yeah, up, he's like shaking it. his arms, like right, like I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. So it I works. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was pretty calm and cool. I yeah, he handled it well. It's he looked pretty cool after he yeah. completed the pass too. He was just kind of like it's business, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. It seems like that was only like our second trick play of the year, though. Like it's kind of frustrating to me that. While these are fun plays, they only really come up in garbage time. Hey, we tried right. to flea flicker against the Vikings, uh, but unfortunately, we they were, they had 11 sacks that day, and there why were we running a flea others, flicker? Yeah. We, we still don't know. Yeah, in <laughs> the Rams uh, game, we threw to the uh, lineman. Um, uh, uh, Decker. Yeah, Decker. Yeah, and then yeah, he threw so, it in the stands. Yeah. So there's been a few. <laughs> no, I, I know there's been a few. I, I just think it would be nice to see maybe a, a couple more. Yeah. I'll be by like 50%. Because uh, a team yes. that, when you think about like trickery, at least this year, um, I think of the Bears, because... They, I th- I think they're undermanned offensively, and we've talked about this a little bit. Like you talking about the Bears, they're yeah, how creative they, they are. I think they're very creative. Like yeah. I mean, I've seen them do some great plays, you know. And they're not they got a pretty good offense. I mean, Trubisky's up in the air, you know. But and we're not talking about the Bears, but they do use enough imagination to make their offense work. Well, and I want to I want to talk about even... I want to talk about our quarterback. I want to talk about Stafford in this let's, game. Let's, yeah, let's, let's talk, talk Stafford because he looked like a different quarterback this week than the last. Oh, he three. looked fantastic. Although against the Bills, we saw it here and there. Just slinging it downfield to Galladay. But this time, yeah, you know, I had a cast of characters out there. Andy Jones yeah. is the leading yeah. receiver. So. We shouldn't act surprised. Stafford's a great quarterback, and he can make great yeah, plays when the, the offense opens receiver? up. Hey, all you Stafford oh, haters, Jones, just, you know, oh. just shove it for a while. Okay? All right. <laughs> yeah, this I'm is not an anti-Stafford yeah. podcast, if you haven't guessed yeah. by now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think looking forward to the future, uh, the fact that Galladay was out of this game, was kind of nice because you yeah. got to you got to see what some of these other guys can do, like like Brandon Powell and uh, TJ Jones finally a little stepped up. He's, yeah. he's always been that guy on the cusp who's like, this guy could be really good, but he never really becomes exactly. really good. So, exactly. Uh, Thought Golden Tate next year. Andy really Jones nice. didn't do so good. He dropped a couple. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. my Joneses mixed up. <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah. some three Jones. Quinn loves the Jones guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think Andy Jones will be on the team next year. I would have liked to see Brandon Paul earlier in the season. That's what I was yeah. going to see because he looked exciting. That's what everybody was thinking that when they traded Tate away. Um, and then they took Ellington yeah. instead. Right. Yeah. And Ellington did a uh, good job, but I feel like uh, Brandon Pollock has a little more upside because he's fa- I think he's faster, yeah. shiftier. But on the subject, I mean, we're kind of talking about the future lines, right, the next year. Yeah. And some of these guys, you know, they did step up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, out, of, out of all these guys, who do you think, you know, is going to really contribute next year? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Offense? Offensively or defensively? Well, mainly offense, but defense too. I mean, both. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, let's focus yeah. on each unit a little bit. Okay. Well, but since we're talking about the receivers, um, which okay. receivers do you guys think will be back next year? Mm. Well, I think TJ Jones yeah. will be back. I do too. I, I personally think he's on the cusp, personally. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's done enough to prove himself. I mean, he's there and he, he makes the team. He, I just don't think he's done enough personally. I agree. I think Powell's a more exciting prospect than TJ Jones. Yeah, and it, I think it's a matter of how Powell comes out of camp. I mean, I think I think he's yeah. he'll he'll be there, yeah. but it's a matter of when he actually starts well, contributing. Part of this you know? equation is um, so we're recording this on December thirty first, right before the new year, right. Um, Jib Bomb Cooter is still the offensive coordinator that the yeah. Detroit Lions. Oh, awesome, <laughs> Love it. But part of this equation is who is the offensive coordinator and will TJ Jones or whoever it is um, be part of his offense? That is also yeah. something to think about or as well. Do we maybe even draft a wide receiver? I, well, I think we will draft a wide receiver. I think we're going to be doing something not so. too different than what the Bears did this year. Go out for some receiver talent specifically. Well, yeah. Because, I think we look at free agency um, though a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But we're not going to spend big because if we wanted to spend big, we would have kept. No, going not big. Because we still well, got we still got Marvin Jones. We still yeah. got Galladay. But I think we there's no doubt we need to add talent yeah. to that receiving yes. room, and especially yeah. speed. We need yes. speed. Oh yes, absolutely. Not to segue. Yeah. Quickly, the defense and back, but I think Ziggy probably won't be back next year. No, I agree. So I think I we'll be saving, that's a saving conclusion. some money there to be used on free agency on people like yes. wide receivers or tight ends. So well, I plus, I mean, if you're talking about just the money issue, I mean, Lang is going to be gone. Uh, yeah, Ziggy's going to yeah. be gone. They're they're going to have some good cap room there. They're going to have some money to spend. It, it, it'll be really interesting to see. Well, first of all, we're going to see who's going to be out there in free agency. I think we need to make two, three. Big free agency signings. I agree. You know, and plus draft well again. Cause, and I think Quinn's, yeah. despite what some people may think, I think he's a pretty good drafter. I think he's done really well. This last draft was was really good. And I, and I, as some of his past ones, I think, weren't that bad either. So Yeah. yeah so, and one guy, uh, uh, Tease Tabor. Yeah, I was going to mention him. He's, who's been uh, he played, the guy yeah. who's like a bust, but but I guess, I didn't see the whole game, but uh, I guess Tease had some plays this week, right? From oh, they were Not enough for me to bring him back next year. I thought well, I thought the Lions were trying to get the teams? highest overall pick by putting Tease in the game. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, first of all, Tease, whatever you say or whatever you think about him, and he's been a total bust, I can't deny it, but the guy has some talent. Maybe it just hasn't clicked yet. He's going to get one more preseason to, to prove it. If he doesn't, he's gone, in yep. my yeah, opinion. Yeah. But well, he's got the one more preseason. To, maybe it'll click. Maybe it'll, yeah. something will happen. It'll click, and it'll be worth it. And we, We'll have to wait and he's see. He's coming that. off of his second quarter. He just shifted to his second quarter in his second year in the pros and one of the hardest positions to learn in the NFL. And, yeah, granted, you would hope to see still better than that because, you know, yeah. obviously there's yeah. still, like, just – some quality of play you would hope for, but I, I still think he gets one more shot in the offseason. Well, we have nothing to lose. We can't get yeah, rid of him. We got him. I, guess. Well, well, I think one of the difference? problems with Tease was people thought he could have got him in another, waited another round and got him. Yeah. Like, he was drafted too high. Well, yeah. Obviously, I mean, they were right. Was like, yeah. <laughs> right. No, no one was saying great pick, Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah they were no. like, why are they True. picking him? There wasn't like, okay, that's why. No, hey, but every like... GM has their bus. And you're <laughs> but the Kool-Aid told me that he was going to be good, guys. I think Quinn was drinking the Kool-Aid that night. You know, Quinn should stay away from the Kool-Aid, personally. Hey, you know what's exciting from an analyst standpoint? We can all do our own mock drafts and stuff. I don't know if you guys saw, but Mike Mayock got hired as the GM of the Raiders. Yeah, I know. I know. I want to still know if he does his own his own mock draft uh, before the most the upcoming draft, even though he's the Raiders are going well. down the toilet hole. It's going to be bad. They're an interesting team. So we're all we're year? all preparing to be NFL general managers one day. Yeah, yeah, right now, right. yeah, this yeah. is our our step into it. Yeah. Our so first step into exactly. The, the Do we business. tag team the Lions, or we just each take our own team? 
<laughs> no, yeah, we'll be a five-headed GM monster. Right here. <laughs> I'm sure that's what we need. Yeah. We'll agree on everything. This I'm will sure. be like our Who's the GM of the Lions? Draft. Oh, drinking the blue Kool-Aid staff. And our first step will be to make sure Zach Zenner gets 25 to 30 carries a game, if not the coach will be fired. <laughs> well, only yeah. if carry-on's oh, not healthy. Yeah, if, if carry-on's Only if carry-on's not healthy. Yeah, carry-on's healthy, we should not be. Yeah. Carry-on was healthy, apparently, toward the end of the season, but I think they were smart into sitting them out. There was, yeah. no, there was no point. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to walk through each um, uh, each unit and kind of talk about them and just their overall. I, I want to give grades, kind of. I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but it gets the conversation That's going. All right, let's okay. do it. So I want to go through each um, segment of the team. So just go around. Everybody just give a quick answer, and then we'll kind of talk about it. And we'll start with you, Jay, each time. Um, okay. What's your grade on the year for the quarterbacks, a.k.a. C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Red Dog. Uh, C minus. Uh, B minus. Uh, C plus. Yeah, I, I would give C minus as well. Uh, uh, Stafford, we've talked about it at length. It was just, he was a different guy uh, this year. It was a rough year. He had a bad year. There's no doubt about it. And I this is his really second and a half year in Cooter's system. I mean, he should be fully primed and ready to go and shining yeah. in this system. And it was the complete what opposite. Remo- what really stood out yeah. for yeah. me, though, was and like – that was the where the continuity was on this team bringing Cooter on, and he was out of sync with his receivers from the start. Yeah, from the Jets How does game that on, work? Yeah. A lot of his long balls were overthrown by like three or four. Oh, he's and they were running the wrong routes that he didn't think they were being running. I mean, let, like let's that. go back to the first game of the season against the Jets. Yeah, we looked like a lost team out there on offense. Oh yeah, and That's this crazy. is supposed to be a veteran-laden group with a what. Is this yeah. ninth or tenth year in the league? You can't blame the new yeah. head coach yeah. on that. The same offensive coordinators there. Nothing should be changed there. I think that first game was totally on Patricia because I mean that that team wasn't ready. Oh, I like uh, in under Caldwell, I mean whatever his flaws were, was they always came out ready to play, and I, I don't think they did that game. I mean I think it's yeah. it improved as the season went on, but uh, and for first half but, of the San Francisco game too, they yeah, were totally unprepared. It's an interesting subject yeah. when you're changing when you're changing into a new regime. You know, I think there's got to be a, a time period a transition period i'm sorry i just believe yeah. that and i don't disagree and patricia came in yeah horrible start couldn't have been worse i mean and, yeah. and it and it unfortunately dragged well into the season it cost us the playoffs and uh it seems like finally toward the end we're starting to click a little bit but too late too little too late yeah so, yeah but I, th- I think going into the future i think it bodes well trisha's got to get his people in there and and I think we're going to see a, a decent turnover on this team, this yes. roster next year. I really do because he's going to want he, he's going to know the guys that weren't buying in, the guys that were, the guys that aren't buying in are going to be gone. And I think we're going to see some interesting moves in the yeah. offseason. So, do you think Matt Castle is back next year as the backup quarterback? Because something interesting to me here, um, Dan Orlovsky. I don't know if you guys have seen him on ESPN and such. Yeah. He, he has yeah. taken off like a rocket ship it's his career. Good, actually, uh, yeah. He really loves Trubisky too. He talks a lot about him. He does. The, the Bears have actually credited some of his like analysis in helping Trubisky as well. So um, I find that very interesting. And then Kellen Moore is a quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys as well. Yeah. So those two people have been with Stafford for a long time, and now we have Matt Castle in there. Who that is? I don't. I don't hear anything about him being like you know. As smart as those two in the in the quarterback room. I don't really hear anything I, about him. Period. Yeah, that's true. He's very quiet. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen Arrested Development. Uh, seen but not heard. Uh, I have not seen. <laughs> that. Oh. Well, a guy in the show. Um, he goes to a school where he's, he he learns to be seen but not heard. So, <laughs> anyways, I feel like that's Matt Castle. I honestly think we should draft 
a mid round quarterback this year to replace him. I wouldn't mind. It's a very it's a pretty mid weak round, year like for the quarterback round. class. So. Uh, probably starting like the fourth if there's but that would be like a talent dependent. Know. If there's like a really good prospect there, that would look like for a prototypical then, guy. But like, what's the purpose? Like, why do you want to draft him to? challenge Stafford or to eventually uh, hardly I think it wouldn't hurt and I love Stafford don't get me wrong but look look when they drafted uh, Garoppolo in New England Mm -hmm. second Uh, round Brady like played awesome after Garoppolo was drafted he he saw the writing on the wall they wanted him to be the next heir apparent and uh and Brady's have none of it and he played some of his best football last couple years Mm -hmm. and so I agree and I I just think every couple years you draft a quarterback I mean, who just, cares? They challenge Stafford. Challenge like the draft your Rudock and uh, no, I'm, I'm not against it. Uh, you got to keep somebody. I just don't think drafting quarterback purely to challenge Stafford mm. is like. I'm not saying that for not. sole no. purpose. No, I'm not saying but... it is. I'm not saying you're saying that, but there are people out there that are saying that. There are. You're right. Oh yeah. Um, I think it takes. But some he should be challenged. This is the NFL. I'm exactly. Not should, I'm I think not it takes some should. eggs out of well, your Stafford basket too. You can't just hedge all your bets on one player for your future, and it's good to have someone who might yeah, be able yeah. to actually yeah, exactly. replace him in some sort sure, of sense. Sure, because would I kind of disagree with the whole concept of challenging Stafford, because to me, from my eyes, Stafford's established he's the guy. I mean, it's not like oh, yeah. he oh, absolutely. needs to be pushed. I mean, he's I, I think he's look, look at the paychecks. So that's think, established. Yeah. I don't think we're really right. arguing with that fact. I think he's a great quarterback. He got a down year, but I, th- I don't think he needs like some guy pushing him to... Yeah, but to I don't care how good you are. Someone yeah. coming up and pushing you a little bit is not a bad thing. Oh, no, no, no. Mind. I don't yeah. disagree, but there's this narrative out there that Stafford's like a lazy bum and that's why he needs to be challenged. That's, that's I don't think that's the reason. I don't agree with that mm-hmm. at all. I think you can challenge him because he's a good quarterback and can play better, but people that say he's lazy or needs yeah. to be pushed... To me, it was just a mental ridiculous. funk this year. Like I don't think it yeah. has effort at all. Like When you when the ball... when it's Especially with quarterbacking, where like, throwing the ball is is as much of a mental thing as it is a physical thing. It is. Like, you could just see it. It was something in his head. He just wasn't um, – he just wasn't uh, in the flow. Yeah. He never and got to the flow. And let's not forget how bad the O-line was early in the season. I agree. They got True. better as the season went on. But yeah. but let's not forget how bad they were, you know. And that's part yeah. – it's all it's all part of the same. Well, and in that picture. stretch against the Vikings and the Bears when Stafford oh, was just getting pummeled. Oh, you know. Oh, yes. Was, Think about the yeah. system, too. I mean, he's playing in a broken system. I don't know what you guys thought about his comments on Jim Bob Cooter, but it was a very lukewarm. Well, that's what they could said. You, could you recap in case people did not hear them? Um, they asked him, I don't know, uh, Bob, you might be able to enlighten his exact comments, but they asked him what he thought about uh, Jim Bob Cooter. In the past, he's been very like fiery about him. Like, yeah, he's my guy, but this year, he yeah. seemed a little more like, uh, yeah. I mean, we had a good working relationship, yeah. but like, yeah, he was kind of cold. He knows football, I like talking football with him, but it wasn't yeah. as glowing as, as no. it was before. It was no. very cold no. and calculated analysis yeah. of him. So I think that relationship may have turned sour. Maybe a little bit. I think some of that, too, is, you know, the end of the season, no one wants to talk about jobs being lost and things like that. And there's, there's some element of, you know, I don't want to put someone down. You know, I don't, I don't want to say anything. But then again, you say it's not a glowing endorsement. So we're reading yeah. the tea leaves is what we're doing, you know. Well, well, uh, Z, since we're kind of hitting on the subject at this point, yeah. I don't know when you were going to hit this, but uh, uh, Jim Bob Cooter, I, I saw um, uh, Mike O'Hara's uh, burning questions, and, and they asked, uh, will Cooter be back? And he thought he will be back. And that, and That's the, wild, the, man. the general narrative in Detroit media and fans alike is Cooter's done. Like, who's the next yeah. guy? And uh, – and what do you guys think? Well, I obviously, you know, you guys all done. want him to go, but what do you, do you think yeah. he will be back? 
Well, you don't want to go. Be fired. Well, I should make. No, one. I'm saying, I, I'd be happy if he came back. I should make one more note. Now, I also want to give a shout out to my brother Justin. Thank you for helping produce this as yes. well. Hey, um, Justin. Yes, thank you, Justin. Justin. But Justin's given also a producing note as well here, um, and that Cooter's contract is actually up after this year. So yeah, it, it will. They don't have to oh, fire him. Yeah, they, they don't have oh, to fire okay. him, which is yeah, which is a good point. Oh, yeah, which, I so, mean, fire quote unquote, you know. So, right. Yeah. But I do not think he will be. I, I think that is. You know, but but it's funny though. I would have think it was a 95% chance he's going to get fired, maybe more. And now I actually almost think it's more like an 85% chance. I think there's this 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 hint of a chance that he could be back. And I personally don't want him to come back. I think we need to go in a different direction. But I'm what just would be, throwing like, that out there. If you're Matt Patricia and you bring him back, like what do you think his reasoning would be if you ended up bringing him back? Besides just lunacy. Well, I think it, would be, it's, it is lunacy. I, 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 I would agree. say the reason... I mean, to bring him back would be continuity. And I think, uh, no, I think that seems like the reason to fire him. (laughs) I think part of the problem was the, the injuries and, uh, just different things And the, and the running game actually has picked up this year. I really hate the injuries excuse though, because every I team in the NFL has injuries. Well, yeah. he just asked and why the, the, and the good, reason would be. Just I know. Sad, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that I don't think that's a good reason. And, uh, yeah. It's just sad when I'm at the bar watching the game and I can predict the next play. That's the worst yeah. part. And how many times yes. all of us watch the games, <laughs> every game, and I watch a lot with uh, Rudd Dog here and uh, together, and, and we predict the plays. It's uncanny how we can do that. And I'm sure all, a lot of you Lions fans out there yeah. do the same thing. The it's Jets too did predictable. It. <laughs> too predictable. Yes. No, not enough imagination. That's where I think, especially when you say continuity, not even just besides continuing because like what we are, have had on the field this season, which would be terrible, but – I think continuity is only good under really certain circumstances in the NFL. Novelty seems to have way more power in the NFL. Something new tends to get way more results versus something yeah. old. Look what the Chiefs and the Rams do with their offense. Constantly yeah, but, reinventing themselves. But look how they, toward the end of the season – they people started start figuring them out. out. Yeah, well, the know, Rams I had mean, a really good. Well, thanks last. to the Lions, actually, the I Lions mean, figured out the Rams. Look yes, how consistent Pittsburgh's been with very few coaches over the years. I mean, they just that's get a true. Coach, an they stick with them. Continuity is good when it's working really well. It's not good when it's like, oh, if he just sticks around, maybe he'll get it right. Uh, you're wow. on your note though, Bob. Uh, the the Steelers have had continuity with the head coach, not with the offensive coordinator necessarily. This is true. Yeah, and same thing. Same thing with the Patriots. I mean, Belichick's been the one constant, but he's had multiple people come in, come and go as coordinators. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I do want to talk about another over. group on the <laughs> offense. Yes, let's get to it. And one that, well, let's see what your guys' grades are. The offensive line. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, all things considered, I'm going to give them a B minus overall yeah. on the year. I will give them a C plus. Any team that gets their quarterback sacked about 11 times in a game doesn't deserve better than a C in my book. Yeah, I would actually give them. This is a rough grade here, but I would give them a B actually because they finally had a running game, and the, and yes. even even when Carry On went out, they still had a running game. Mm-hmm. So there there's something that's improved there. Uh, pass protection is still a problem. I mean, well, yeah, inconsistent. It's weird. They had some weeks where Stafford was like very well protected, and you're like, "This is a fortress." And then yeah. against the Vikings and other teams, they just collapse. Yeah, I'm gonna go down the middle, B minus. I mean, I I like what they do with the running game, but I, and I'm gonna say injuries also played a factor. I expect improvement next year, but I'm gonna say B minus. And part of the B range for me is that the th- I think they got a lot of potential because of the youth. 
Um, I think Ragnar was a great draft pick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think Decker is a long-term guy. He's yeah. good. I love Glasgow's continuity, and you know they say the, sometimes the best ability is availability. He's the guy never misses a play. He's a man. It's the right side of our line that is going to be questionable next year, but I think he got potential there too. So yeah, I, I would give them a C plus. Um, their run, their run blocking was much better this year, which can also be attributed maybe to Davidson being an offensive line coach and not Ron Prince. Uh, <laughs> we all love Ron Prince. God, I don't even know where that guy is. It's right the Ron now. Prince fan but. club. Um, thank God he is not there anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. in some college, I forget where, but anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. he can stay there wherever he's at. Um, but one issue, really big issue I had was it just seemed like every big play and key moments this year for the Lions holding, holding. Um, it was very upsetting to watch. There were and, some, oh, yeah. time and I, I was expecting a little less of that. You know, uh, that's what we come to believe, at least with Patricia, that it'd be a little more disciplined in those type of areas. Yeah. And at times it did not seem to be the case. Yeah. yeah. It's really it's like, a bummer when the veterans like Lang gets the holding call. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, the one that frustrates me more than anybody else on this offensive line, I think is Rick Wagner. He w- he had a very bad year. Yeah. He had a rough year. He, yeah, I, agree. I, I agree. And he can't have a rough year. He's being paid like the second highest right tackle in the league. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's pretty unacceptable. But he's going to be back because we're paying no, him. He's under <laughs> I don't think he's bad, and he did have a rough year, but I don't know. I don't think he's. I think Wiggins will be replaced. Um, I think that's the main goal. I think Wagner with us. Wiggins like, slash Lang, you mean, right? Oh well, I'm counting him as gone. Yes. I already count him as no longer on this yeah. team. But and the Lions um, will save eleven million in the cap if he's. But gone. so I, we could get someone. Even if, well, I don't know. That one might be the position we go for big in free agency. I wouldn't be mad. Well, what if we about, signed a what stud, about the rookie? But, what, uh, Tyrell Crosby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would oh, like yeah. to see him at guard. I, like I don't to, understand why we didn't, didn't ever see him. do him there, so I can't ex- I don't I have any expectation that he'll be used there. Um if they do, I I like the idea. I think he could be a nice road grader in the inside. Yeah, exactly. But uh I mean I, I, I like the guy that idea. fills space in the middle on the pass. But they don't seem to have any him. thoughts about that. So that's why I'm not really thinking that way. So I'm thinking we we either draft somebody or sign somebody. Who's a little is an upgrade from Wiggins? And actually, I'll give Wiggins a little credit. He Wiggins did a nice, credit. solid job, but he's a nice rotational guy. I think he'll stay on yeah. the team. He does if what he we needs can. to do. Yeah. Don't be surprised if Bob Quinn goes again in the first uh, round with an offensive lineman. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he surprises us twice. Normally, before, I don't already. have a problem with that, but this year I think we have to go deep. Yeah, like, there's too much talent on uh, defense. If you had, threat. if you could have like, I don't know who, I don't know, I'm not familiar with the O line class coming out this year. But if you could have Frank Ragnow and then Quentin Nelson on the other side, yeah. would that not make there you is no Quentin Nelson in the in the eighth overall? I'm just spot. using him as an example because could you imagine if you had an elite guard across from Ragnow? That could really shoot yeah. up the middle of that offense. Well, if there's a Quentin Nelson type, I would I would say yes. That's my that's all I'm saying. But there is not that guy well, this year. I'm I a firm know. believer in trenches, no matter whether it's defense or offense, and and especially early, unless there's that elite talent that you just got to get. You got to get the trenches. You got to build the trenches. And I hope Quinn keeps doing that every draft yeah. in some form. You know, we got to keep building the trenches constantly. Yeah. I would love to see us trade up for Nick Bosa, but I know that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he would be an amazing player. I would love to see Nick. I actually, I, I still root great. for this for the Lions, and we still haven't seen it yet in the Bob Quinn era. Trade back in the first round. I think that's a really good year to do it if somebody mm-hmm. wants a quarterback at the nice. overall spot. You might be right. Just because there's a lot of defensive talents, and if we can get some return. the quarterback class this year. Well, I do believe we have a draft podcast coming up. In, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have January, that, um, so. and we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast, kind of our plans for the future of this podcast. But um, let's move on to the wide receivers. I know we talked about them a little at length already, so we can make this one a little quicker. 
but I just want to get your guys' grades. I'm going to start with um, wide receivers. I'm going to give a, a C as well. Or no, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go B minus actually, <laughs> just because I think Kenny Galladay really stepped up this year and showed some promise. Yeah, I'll go more uh, C plus. Uh, a lot of it's because of injuries. Uh, just guys not being there. Galladay was was the main bright spot. He was awesome, and the, his potential is unbelievable. Um, but then, you know, not too many people stepped up really that big certain situation. I'm just gonna go with a C plus. Um, D plus. <laughs> I Galladay was the only bright spot. I mean, before we traded Tate, even before we traded Tate, which I thought was a bad call. Tate was having weird communication problems with Stafford and not doing his job real well. Uh, uh, even Marvin Jones was never getting, wasn't making many plays. He was dropping yeah. the balls. We Marvin Jones and the deep ball did not exist too much and this year. Like, so, and then as they fell off and they weren't there anymore, yeah. there was nothing. And so all it was, I, I can't give a passing grade to that unit. They were ineffectual. And then when you talk about their separation numbers, I think Galladay made 100 in the league and getting separation. And after that, there was nobody in the hmm. top hundred in the line. So I can't give them a passing grade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would give the unit, uh, well, going into the season, I thought it was an A plus unit. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was yes. like one of the best in the league. Of, yeah. That's and why there's such a big But ultimately I would land on a C for that unit. I, I disagree a little bit about Tate. I thought Tate was having a really good year. I thought he was like, Right on his career numbers. I mean, there were yeah. a couple games where there's a couple miscommunications. He's always had a few drops. That's always been a thing with him. But his net positive was much better. Absolutely. I, I agree with the trade, though, for the future. Because I think the team overall was not going to be doing yeah. anything this year. Uh, Galladay, I expected him to be better, and he was better. But even he was not what he can be. I think he'll improve. And the rest of the guys uh, just didn't step up. I had to hope there would be some some guy like you didn't know was going to come out. Like TJ Jones has always been that yeah. guy. I think yeah. some people thought Brandon Powell could be that. Uh, well, we never, well, we never got real. to see him. No, exactly. Brandon Powell's really young, though, and I think he's raw, yeah. and I think he's he will time. be there yeah. in the future, but I don't think that was the time for him now. But uh, So I go with C. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. I had really high expectations for this unit. They did not deliver. Um, I think it took – both Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay a lot of time to find their footing. I mean, they, I think Galladay had a really strong end of the year, but it felt like at no point in the year were they both clicking at the same time, maybe once or twice, but it felt like often times like one of them was hitting the wall. One of them was doing really well. And obviously I also agree with the Tate trade. I think uh, Bob Quinn had already known at that point, like the season was probably a wrap when we lost to Seattle. Like we weren't going to do anything this year, um, but obviously he was really good. Um, and I'm hoping he shreds the Bears next week. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go C-, minus, and I think that's generous, honestly. I think I should be in the D range, but I love the Lions, so I'm going to go C-. Minus. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about a little more positive uh, group, I think. The running backs, I thought, really played well this yes. year. Indeed. Led by Carrion Johnson. Absolutely. Um, well, LeGarrette Blunt might drag this grade down a little bit <laughs> for us. Yeah. Besides his game against yeah. the Bears, that was pretty shocking, to say the least. It's an 80-yard game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Zenner, of course, as well, another notable back that we had back there. And Theo Riddick, hybrid wide receiver running back, uh, if you want. Um, but my grade for them is going to be B. My grade, It's okay. going to be a solid B. Yeah, my, same here. Uh, solid B. Uh, on Johnson was a revelation. I think he's uh, he's going to be a great future for the Lions. Uh, yeah. 
I do think he is, he's going to need a compliment, and Blunt is not the guy. I think Blunt is kind of worn down. He Just watching him fall into the line and get tackled over a one-yard loss yeah. is just so annoying. I mean, it just <laughs> got – I think Re- Zenner, in fact, was a revelation of sorts because uh, he really stepped up, and I think he was better than anyone thought he, he was or could be. And uh, so I think he's a revelation, but I think we need another running back next year. And uh, I, I just give the unit a solid B. We, we, we ran for more yards than we've run in years. And uh, it was it was a good performance by the running backs, mm-hmm. especially Carrion. I will give them a B plus. Um, I actually think that you can't blame Blunt too much for his the way he was used. I don't think he should have. The personnel groupings aren't his call. And when he goes out, you know, I don't think he should have got the volume of carries. And for the record, that was exactly what I expected to see from Zenner. It was like I felt like every like I saw that in him every time. They but they never gave him any kind of volume of carries in the past, and so he finally got a significant amount, and he did what I thought he would do, honestly. But uh, I thought the unit performed good across the board. Um, obviously, carry on's a stud, and uh, uh, the it'll pulls it down because they they weren't you know Riddick wasn't what he used to be this year. And he kind of fell off a little bit, so uh, yeah, B plus. Yeah, I'd I'd go a, a B with the unit overall. I thought I'd carry on. I'm I'm so excited about oh, the yeah. future. He's awesome. He's, he's so fun to watch, and yeah, he's a guy extremely. which I've been waiting. for. And he could have played at the end of the season. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been waiting for a guy that can break the ball at any time, and mm-hmm. he can do that. He's yeah. got that capability. Um, I like to say, Zenner stepping up, which I've been impressed with, and. Um, Blount probably won't be back. Uh, he did his thing. He was very inconsistent, I guess. What I would say with him, and uh, and theoretic is the question mark. Like like he didn't have quite the magic he did last year, but he did make yeah. some plays. I mean, in yeah. certain games. Do you guys so. think theoretic is back next year? Uh, that's I'm, I'm, I'm not mixed. sure. I'm I don't think sure. they use him the same way they used to use yeah. him. It, it, they they kind of changes. It does seem like he struggled to get a little more of that separation than he did in the past. He used to year. break the ankles of linebackers yeah. with, that, with those crazy moves, and uh, they just kind of stopped doing it. But that. were they? I don't think they stopped do doing that? it. I, I I think I just saw less separation out of him than usual. Yeah, because yeah. there's a few where he, he would just get blown up on, like where he would yeah. in the pass. It seemed like he'd break a big play, but yeah. he did also have some good plays. So that's no, why had, I'm not he sure. He had about some. Him. It was there in spurts, yeah. but yeah. I, it wasn't as consistent as we had yeah. seen in the past, especially in a two minute drill. I mean, lines of two minute drill were pretty horrendous this year. Yeah, yeah. we did not see any of that Stafford magic we've seen in the past. <laughs> no, not last year. And I think part of that was, uh, I mean, a small part of that was theoretic wasn't as effective in the two minute drill. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree. I agree. Um, so, what do you think of the running backs, Connor? And getting to my grade, I think with Golden Take on, this was really the time for him to step up. I mean, he's that guy that can get that short yardage and like run with the ball. Theoretic, you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Theoretic, I think when Golden Tate was gone, this was like his time to shine because like he can kind of step into that role to an extent. Obviously, it's not exactly aligned, but I I would not be surprised if he doesn't come back next year. Yeah, um, I think the Lions can say $4 million against the cap if he is gone. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy yeah. to it see It is something back, for them to consider. But if he is not, whatever. Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised. What do you think of your, what's your, your overall, your overall grade. grades of the running backs, though, Connor? I, I think Kerryon Johnson's a stud. I think he could be one of the best running backs behind Saquon Barkley in the league. Um, I'm going to go B-. minus. I know that might sound a little harsh, but I think LeGarrette Blunt's keeping me back from a higher grade, to be honest, and I'm happy to see him gone next year. Yeah, so 
carry on and Zenner, we think we'll be back yes. from this group. And is I, that Theoretic's a question mark? He's a question, question mark. mark. Yeah. Yeah. I, Garrett, I, Garrett, I Garrett, say he will not be not. back. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you on leaning that way. I don't think he's going to be back. I mean, the trend in the league is the running back group should be one of the least paid. Unfortunately, yeah. that's how it's and trended. Sure they churn people through there, you know. He's been yeah. around a while. And but that being so, said, yeah. we do need to beef up Probably. that area too. We need another uh, stud running back. This running back by committee, unfortunately, this is, the, this is the, the way the NFL is. We we need that extra guy. We do need another. Guy. I just think you can find a running back for under a million. Yeah. Um, Maybe in the draft. I don't think Maybe. we and need. You can like, use that four million elsewhere. Yeah. I don't think we necessarily need another stud. I think we need. A, I mean, when I mean when you say stud, I I think. Like like a like a full on running back like like carry on who's a complete back. I think we need a, a a role player type, sort of like Riddick. We need another scat back, someone who has a little more speed. I, I think someone who can we be effective. Pay Le'Veon Bell? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not what he wants. No. No. Um. I. So we're gonna move on to the defensive side okay. of the ball now. Right. But before I do that, I just want to thank our sponsor. So, or at least apparently our sponsor is Smithwick's Red Ale because uh, <laughs> half of us are drinking it at the table here, it's and then the other one is Irish the, the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey. All right. <laughs> yeah. So those are our two sponsors. And apparently. Blue Kool-Aid. Yeah, and of course the Blue Kool. I think Blue Kool Aid has a little of all of this in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. When you're drinking. Yeah. They all contain. Do, uh, do we put a disclaimer in because what do you think? Just yeah. Yeah. What is the alcohol content on Blue Kool Aid? Is it high? Is it low? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. 100%. So it's pure alcohol. It's pure alcohol. <laughs> Unless the kids are drinking it, then it's just. It's still pure alcohol. It's pure. Like, <laughs> <the kids are laughs> <drinking. laughs> yeah. It just makes you. It makes you feel good in all the right ways. So <laughs> most of the time. Okay. <laughs> um. So the defensive line I want to talk about first on the defense. Um, all right. Yeah. The defensive line, very interesting this you year. Forgot tight ends. It, it's fun. Oh, good call. Good call. My bad, Rud Dog. Tight ends. Um, F. It's sad. <laughs> it's kind of There's sad not we much forgot. to talk about there. Yeah. It's sad we forgot there were even tight ends. Oh my god, yeah. that's absolutely right. It was Does good. anybody disagree with my F? I, I'm just gonna yeah. say D minus only because oh, okay. Toli Oli yes. had a few good games at the okay. end there. It kind of brought the grade up just a hair. That's all yeah. I'm saying. That's He's why the I only one. Tolo looked like a stud in this last yeah. game. Yeah. I'd go. A, the only I'd go a D because of Toyola, and I thought they did some good run blocking the tight ends. This Just like letting Ebron go made no sense ball. to me then, and it makes even less sense to me now, seeing what he's doing. He's gone. Let him go. <laughs> let it go. Eric Ebron. Let, let it go, go. Connor. We could have really used those twelve. Touchdowns. Touchdowns. You're right. I should let it go. And I'm not bitter about it. But and God bless him. He had a great year with the Colts. It was a trivial call though. Take your because the Lions down, still, Connor. The Lions could have <laughs> extended him for the fifth year at for eight million dollars more. They never used the cap space. So I, yeah, you're no, right about that. It's very perplexing. That kind of bothered me. I did not understand. Unless he, he was rubbing management the wrong way. Huh? But I, he, I never heard those reports. He's like an asshole. He, was, yeah. he got better every year. Especially towards the end of the season, him and Stafford were yeah. really connecting. He I became thought. reliable. Which... Let's let him go, guys. Yeah. Ebron's gone. Let him go. Yeah. yeah. UJ has cried over it enough. He's ready to move on. I guess the criticism is more just of... That was uh, a Bob, Bob Quinn, Quinn yeah. in this regard. Yeah. Just, okay. Because our, making the right our decision. unit was so sure. bad, and we let a guy like that go. It yeah. was horribly bad. Well, it, Fels, he was we never lost, a good run blocker. We lost Fells, too, so, I mean, we didn't really replace him that great. Yeah. All right, D-line. D-line. All right, yes. Now we're going to tight end. This was a very interesting unit. Um Coming into the year, it was considered one of the weakest points of our defense, or the weakest, the especially weakest. the defensive tackles. The defensive tackles end up being our strength. We trade for Snacks Harrison, but 
I mean, my God, Snacks Harrison is incredible. What a difference maker. Yeah, how, how I just love having that guy. Uh, that is Rob. mind-blowing. Agree. Uh, Snacks Harrison, the first guy since, um, I think, the World War II era, I believe it said, that played 17 regular season games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was it, a great stat. Yeah, because yeah. the bye, he missed the bye. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, awesome. So Snacks Harrison dominating. A. Sean Robinson, inactive in the first game, ended up having a Phenomenal year. He was awesome. Um, so yeah, maybe that little fighter fire in his ass. The Sean Hand. Did Hand kind of yeah. fade? I Han felt did like. Well, fade. He, well, he, he faded because he didn't so play. I know he was a beast. <laughs> he got did he get hurt? Yeah, yeah. He, got hurt. he was put on IR the last few weeks. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So. But like before that, you think he was playing hurt? Well, the Sean Hand had no, a great he had year the though. Injury and he was out Han the last was, few He was like one of the top rated D tackles in the league consistently. And our hand puns were fantastic. Yeah, I missed those. Those will keep going. That's exciting about the future. So what's your grade, Big Z? Um. Oh man, just because. The DNs, ah, oh, Ziggy. Oh, Ziggy. What about Aquara? I know, and Aquara, Devin Kennard um, played pretty well. Do you count him as D of the lineman? I mean, he, yeah, I guess we, yeah, he's more of a line. He's technically a linebacker, uh, but he played rush DN a lot. Uh, he but Aquara definitely was a great signing instead of uh, having Zettel on the roster. Plus for Bob Quinn. Yeah, uh, that plus, plus, yes. Plus. Um, I, uh, I'm gonna go B minus just because I thought more of our sacks were coverage related and not necessarily the okay. D line product. But and because our run defense was so porous the first half of this season. Okay, well I'm gonna go with an A. Wow. And wow. and Holy now, cats. granted, yeah. in the beginning of the season we yeah. weren't that good. The blue, the blue and Kool-Aid. What the blue Kool Aid <laughs> kicking in big time. I gotta eat something quick. Are you great? But uh, curve, but I'm going with A. Only because of the way they finished the season. Um, Snacks Harrison was a revelation how one guy can change a unit. Um, a Sean was great. Uh, D Sean was great. We need all we need is a B Sean and a C Sean. And we're, we're going to be like the greatest unit that ever lives. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited about this D line. And yeah, we and uh, Cora was fantastic. I mean, what a pickup he was. I mean, what are you, six and a half, seven sacks he had? At the no, eight or nine. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yep. And uh, I just think this unit is is now one of the strengths of our team. And I hope going to next year, we add to it in the draft and we get even better. I, I'm giving Renee. Right uh, I will give them a B plus. I think a lot of what uh, UJ just said, I share. Uh, Snacks is a stud. Aishon figuring it out because we knew he could. Um, and Aquara was just what I liked about Aquara even more than like. And the biggest reason I liked him over Zettel is because it wasn't he wasn't just a one dimensional like player. He was really solid in the holding the edge on the run game. No, I, I thought this unit really came on strong and became one of the strengths of this team. So B plus. Yeah, and I, I would give them a B minus. Uh, they were like the the silver sieve this year with the uh, the running game. Uh, they the they give up sieve. so many <laughs> horrible uh, uh, big runs against them. Yeah. When they brought in snacks, that did change things. That's why I mean they would have been like an F in my grade. Uh, yeah. Until they got snacks, but uh, snacks made a huge difference. And uh, huge, but I I would say for the future though, I'm looking forward. I like Han. I think he has a great upside. I think uh, oh, yeah. snacks. I, and we have snacks for two more years. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love about that. So even more. About that. I'm not uh, down on the line, but just if you're grading them for this year. But uh, looking forward, I, I have good hopes for them. Yeah, I uh, I think snacks might have been one of. Bob Quinn's best pickups in his time with the Lions, I think. For a fifth round Bob draft. Quinn plus. Abs- yeah, we, we just <laughs> held a gun to the Giants' head and said, give us snacks, basically. Um, 
I think Han is good. He shows a lot of potential. Obviously, Sean Robinson's a beast. But um, I'm gonna go B minus. I you know like games like the Cowboys really frustrated me where we had one job and that's to stop Ezekiel Elliott and then we give up a record number of yards against him. Yeah. I just think when we really needed the D line most, they didn't quite step up. I think Patricia's helped improve that unit, but I'm hoping to see big things next year. But B minus for me. Yeah, I mean, and one of the best things about this defense that we've seen with Patricia is that they have improved significantly since the beginning of the season, yeah, which is kind of what he said at first. And this is only his yeah. first year as head coach. That's his track record as a career. So if career. you're looking for something to look forward to next year, it's yeah. this defensive unit as a whole and how they've improved over the course of the yes. season. Yeah. So who's next? Um, we're going to move on to the linebackers with the Devin Kennards of the world. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, Jared Davis. Um, I mean, th- Christian those Jones. Christian Jones. Yep. Uh, just that unit overall. Um, this uh, this is a hard one too because some games they'd show up and be dominant, and other games, uh, where are you going, buddy? Uh, J- Jared Davis is kind of the epitome of that as well. You know, some games he's he looks like a top five linebacker, and then the next he looks like a bottom tier linebacker, especially when it comes to his pass coverage skills, as evidenced by that fourth down against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give this unit a C on the year, just because I thought that kind of fits the middle bill in that regard. Um, I really, really like the pass rushing um, of Jared Davis, though, and yes. how that was kind of seen more this year and something we can really look forward to, hopefully even more next year, like see him get yeah. double-digit sacks. Yeah. Uh, Big Z, I'm going to agree with you on your grade of a C. Um for the future, though, I just – I really have this thing about – I think I really love Jared Davis. And as up and down as he's been throughout this thing, um, his passion just – Oh, yeah. I just love his passion for the game. I love it. He's pissed off at the end of the game when they're losing or something. He, he takes it personally, and I love the passion. And his speed is – is world class. Oh yes. Now, and there's a kind of a new position in the NFL. People don't really talk about it anymore because there's so many running quarterbacks now. It's called the shadow, and and Jared spy. David or the spy, yeah. the shadow, the spy, and and he does that exceptionally well. Aside from a couple miscues he had uh, where he overran the play a little bit, but uh, like in Buffalo when he mm-hmm. he committed too early, <laughs> but okay, but. Um, I, I like David, Jared Davis's passion, and I think he's going to be a, a key to this team in the future. And, he, and he's, I think he's a great leader. But a C overall for the linebackers. I'm going to go C plus. The plus mainly being for the improvement as the season went on. Uh, yeah, I think this team, that, that this unit was also heading for an F grade in the early parts of the season. They couldn't fill their lanes. They, you know, were, were porous in the pass game. But they really started to figure it out, and and maybe snacks just kind of settled everything down and allowed people to actually just understand their assignments finally. But uh, whatever it was, they really started to come on. I mean, Kennard was getting after the quarterback pretty good all year. He was good every once in a while for a true sack where he he just beat his guy cleanly and didn't rely on coverage. And so I like that. Um, I, I, uh, Christian Jones was a good solid guy, but. You know, you know, they really they were became a strength for the team too as the season drew on. So C plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would go with the C uh, with that unit. Uh, they they did poorly uh, early in the year and early in the year, very early in the year, 
a lot of people were saying Jared Davis might end up being a bust. You know, he's like looking at like, oh, geez, he's getting burned all mm -hmm. the time on these passes and everything. But now, late in the season, he looks like an asset. You know, and I, I don't. Yeah. Most people would see him that way. So I would go see and I, and I, like uh, you were saying, Rudd Dog, they should draft an impact uh, or get an impact linebacker someday. Yes. Which is what I'm hoping for. But yes. see. I mean, I like Draw Davis. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's doesn't necessarily speak well to your unit when he's your top linebacker. I think he's a good like second linebacker, but to me. There's just too much inconsistency there. And I like him, and he made some beast plays for us this year. But he also vanished for large parts of the season. And beyond him, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. I mean, sometimes they did well, sometimes they didn't. But for me, this unit's a C-. I think we're going to have to draft or pick someone up. I don't think this unit, as it stands, is acceptable. Yeah, do you, I mean, do you guys see Christian Jones as gone? Next I think year? he's a rotational I guy. I think yeah. he'll be gone. He's rotational. Yeah. He had some I, good games. Some bad games. Lions he, fans will shrug when they get rid of him, too. Oh, yeah. He didn't exactly. really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do need help with that. Not an impact overall. player. We do need help with that. Definitely not. Unit. But well, I think he, like I, that was part of the problem. We were had, like, besides outside of Kennard and Davis, it was basically yeah. rotational yeah. guys. Yeah. Who are solid pros who can yeah, stay in the league right. and have places on rosters, but so not part, starting. Um, I'd like to see back. But. Yeah, I think one thing that gets under, overlooked, I think, with the linebackers and their poor play at the beginning of the season, especially in the run game, is you can't underestimate, understate, I guess, how important having a snack Harrison on the defensive line is. Yes, because I, at least to the casual observer, I don't think they may not understand that that D tackle is. Take, especially if you can take on a double team to free up the linebacker yeah. to find the hole, read the play, and shoot the gap, how big yeah. of a difference that makes to a linebacker yes. for him to do his job. Look, every great team has to have a few studs, stud players that can make mm -hmm. everyone else better. And and not everyone's going to be a stud player. A, a team is made up of, of stud players and, and middle-of-the-road players, and that, but those few stud players can make everyone better. And we need a couple more of those guys, like Snacks, Harrison. We need a couple more of those guys to turn the corner and make this team great. Yeah, that's I, why I think a game-changing linebacker could, like, Absolutely. Vaughn Miller, absolutely. Uh, yes. Mac Mold. Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clay Matthews. I wish. The guys who get after yeah. the passer. Yeah, like, especially from a defensive line. And maybe I'm just biased because I'm a defensive lineman. But um, but, yeah, just no, a, the impact of a defensive lineman makes yes. the defensive backs better. It makes everybody better. Absolutely. It makes everyone better. It starts at the line, right? That's it what does. it I, does. Everything. That's what shocked me about Bob Quinn. He his focus, his money, and his time and his attention on the offensive line, and I, it, I guess to an extent now the defensive line a little hey, more. Look at Smarty. Ashan and look at Hand. He was what a fourth round. Yeah, that was a smart pick. I mean, yeah. I got to give him credit. Or third I mean, round. Third he, round. We trade he, up to the third round. He's not ignoring. He's not ignoring the heat. He believes in the trenches, and I and I agree with him. And I think he's got to keep that focus on the trenches, mm -hmm. unless there's that talent that you can't pass on. So, what do you guys think, though? So, like, uh, just curious, do you think we go stud D end or like stud pass rushing linebacker? I mean, we're gonna have to like break it down a little bit. Well, because I mean, yeah. like, I think I'm just inclined to think we move, we're moving more towards a base three four. That's yeah. my inclination. I, I mean, that's like, kind of what it was. I well, I, I but year. we. When when yeah. Ziggy was on the field and stuff, they were a little more of a, a four three type because he was a yeah. two end. Like I don't I don't necessarily want a guy who's always going to have his hand in the dirt. I want a dynamic edge rusher yeah. who can drop into yeah. coverage from time to time. It kind of goes to our draft uh, 
telecast back well, in. I'm not just saying draft. I'm, I'm just saying, saying we're, we're, philosophy. Yeah. Well, you're right, though. You're right. I agree with that. No, no, wait a minute. Jump forward two episodes so our, of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, no, that's fine. Our, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> our big signing this offseason, uh, it wasn't even that big in NFL consideration, but Devin Kennard, yes, do, you, do you think he lived up to his um? I think he, I think his he did signing? his job. I think he did his job. I agree. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he soared above expectations, but he did his job. Yeah, he like I said, he won some battles. He got some of those clean sacks, mm-hmm. and he won some when the pass coverage was yeah. really good. And and I mean, I don't think I ever saw anyone really thought he was some elite talent, but he was just a good solid. He's definitely like a starter, and that's what he played. And like. they had a yeah. game plan for him. I mean, he he's good enough. They have to game plan for the guy because he's he's talented. Yeah. When you're and talking about this the- whole defense, though, uh, UJ, like you're talking about the. Um, these no-name guys, I think that's kind of Patricia's thing. It's it's going to be a system more than guys, yeah. but you need a couple you of big still guys. Need the guys. You need a couple of guys. Even in the Patriots, the rest, day, they said there were no-name guys, but there, there was always yeah. a few really High good guys on there. Right. You know? That's what I would love to see. I mean, I would love to see Ziggy back healthy, but I don't think it's going to be healthy, I so either. I don't think they should waste the time on him. But a healthy Ziggy is a great player. Absolutely. And, uh, There's no changer. doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see some stud uh, linebacker, ideally, or a D end. Yeah. Um, I'm with you up. on that. I agree. Oh, Nick Bosa. No, <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get him. I just like to try. So, wait, are we hitting more units here? <laughs> yeah, no. So, the, the last unit on yeah, the defense, I'm just kind of kind of lump them all, is the, the yeah. defensive backs. Yeah. Um, the defensive backs were looked at as a strength, I guess, of our defense coming into the season. And there were some injuries and such here. And Glover Quinn definitely lost a step this year for sure, for certain. Yeah. And it definitely seems like his days in Detroit are now going to be over. Yeah. Um, it, Glover, if you're listening, uh, we respect all you've done for Detroit. You've oh, been yeah. an excellent player. Oh, he's player. a fantastic Love player. Really a lot of good years. But even us. he is admitted, uh, he, he kind of sees the writing on the wall, at least his time in Detroit. Best free agent signing in like a decade? The dude was a yeah. pro. Yeah. Iron Man. He, he never Absolutely. missed a game. The dude was oh, yeah. incredible. Um, so my my grade for this unit, oh, um, I'm I, I'm gonna have to go C minus, I think, just because I think um, the play of Tease Tabor and that second cornerback was a major major issue all year that they never quite figured out. Glover Quinn losing a step, um, Deshaun Sheet against the Bears was an utter disaster. <laughs> So I'm. Um, those are the things that come to mind when I think about this unit. Darius Slay played good. Obviously, he's the only Pro Bowler on the team. Yeah. Uh, even I don't think he played necessarily he up to his standards too. this year. He he was playing through a little injury and such like that. I mean, but he's yeah. still excellent. Yes. So I'm gonna go C minus. Okay, I'm gonna kind of agree with Zach there. I'm gonna go with C minus also. Um, I think there there's some rough spots in Quinn and and I, I will Glover Quinn. I just want to reiterate what uh, everyone else said here. We love you and. God bless you, man. I, we, we're glad to have you in Detroit. Um, I think, but there's some hope for the future. Tracy Walker looks excellent. I think he looks so promising yeah, for the future. I, yeah. Um, I think we do need a second cornerback really bad, whether it's free agency or draft. Uh, uh, Slay was great. Uh, Nevin Lawson, <laughs> love him or hate him, I think the guy's a fighter. And uh, I'd love to see him back next year. Tease the boar. We'll see. We got some issues. Diggs. I love you, man. That you're, you bring me, bring the wood, baby. <laughs> Some of them hits. Oh, Diggs, yeah. Such a little yeah, guy like, who can. I mean, your I, I think extended him. So I that's think you're nice a great reaction. player. So I, I think there's, I think we're a, we're a decent unit, but I think we need to build on it. I think we need some help there. But you know, I'm just gonna give him a C overall for the for the year. But or, or was a C minus. Uh, C minus. But, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They struggle a bit, but I think that I think we still have some talent there. I'm gonna go with a solid C. 
I think, I mean, when you talked about all the sacks we had this year being so uh, attributed to the secondary, they, a lot of times, were just all over the receivers and left no one open and got sort quarterback sacked. I mean, that's a huge standard for a defensive backfield if they can do that. But that being said, you know, they would also get big lapses and give up big plays. Um, I think the Jamal Agnew hurt us more than we ever thought it could. He was, in the beginning of the season, the secondary was looking lights out, and then when he went down, Tabor's role just suddenly went up, and we were incredibly vulnerable. Um, uh, and then, I mean, obviously Diggs, Walker, Slay, I think we they made a lot of good plays. They were up and down. See, see, solid C. Yeah, I, I would go with C as well. I, I think Slay is a great player. I would love to see uh, Greedy Williams pattern across from him yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah, future. Yeah. It would be That'd awesome. Be amazing draft. But, uh, I and mean, you had the chance to watch him tomorrow uh, against UCF. Yeah, right. And uh, But but their the completion percentage against them is like top in the NFL or whatever. <laughs> like, yes. It's terrible. The perfect yeah, passer rating. But in their whole, whole defensive scheme, I don't think it's their biggest problem. I mean, if they have a good rotational thing, uh, I would uh, I would say a C. Uh, I like Lawson. I like uh, – I like uh, Walker's future and uh, yes, and, Tracy and then, Walker, very and exciting. And bringing him forward, you know, he he got burned uh, in some games, but he he came in and made a lot of plays for us. Yeah, give him credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd love to see Tracy Walker like really step it up next year and get a lot of playing time. Um, I think Tease Tabor was a lot of what kept this unit back, to be honest. And I think I was kind of bothered by how many games we relied on him to be like one of our top starters. And I get that through injury things happen, but uh, obviously Quandre Diggs is monster we we love him i mean i think his time's up in detroit but fantastic player and darius slay had a good year you, you think Diggs i mean sorry yeah. sorry yeah. glover quinn yeah sorry the kool-aid's kicking in guys. is there a difference um darius slay had a good year i don't think it was his best year um and i'm not sure what that was but I'm gonna go C minus on the unit. I think there can be a lot of improvement there. Yeah, I I remember in the on draft night, people were like, "Are Tracy Walker?" The, the, right. uh, a lot of people were expecting going like in the fifth round, the Lions yeah. draft in the third round, and apparently the Lions like draft room was like ecstatic. We got this guy, and even though they could have got him around later, but at least you never know. I mean, people yeah. say these things, but Tracy Walker looks like he. Uh, can definitely make some plays, yeah, especially being able to catch the ball in his hands. He won right us spot. the game against the 49ers oh, and yeah. got robbed by one of the worst calls I've ever seen. But what's uh, new? That's nothing new in Detroit. That's a whole other subject. Yeah, we bad do calls. a whole podcast on refereeing. Yeah, especially yeah. with the yes, the Let's not yeah. Lions I think specifically. That might just, uh, <laughs> Jim Schwartz, <laughs> red flag. Anyone remember that? Yeah. I mean, the worst call we can ever see is one that the refs yeah. literally made the wrong call on. Well, there's two of them. The pass interference against the Cowboys. And then batting the ball out of the end zone against the Seahawks, oh, <laughs> oh, which is literally the rule that and they the did ref not follow. Looking right at him down the hey, line. <laughs> hey, I just want to point out something else this year. Do you know how they notice how they changed the rule? Not because of the Calvin catch, but because someone else's catch. But now the Calvin catch would have been, or you know, the Calvin play in Chicago would have been a catch under the current rules of the NFL now. Well, Bob, what you're talking yeah. about, even it's under that old track. current rule, it was still a catch. Oh, I still thought yeah. that was a catch under the old rule yeah. myself. I thought it was a terrible call. But <laughs> and anyway. was anyone else confused though? Because I didn't know about that rule change against Seattle. When they were showing the replay yeah. of that one player, the dude's falling backwards, and also they, they didn't even show him going to the ground anymore in the replay because you realize they didn't need oh, to see Oh, the one they ruled incomplete against oh, yeah. Seattle, and yeah. then they, they ruled incomplete. Yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was. So I almost. Like, and you guys are at the game. You guys are all confused, yeah. right? So. Yeah. 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 So on that Kellen um, Johnson play, I almost put a hole in the wall. I was so furious. But so there's okay. one more unit um, we need to talk about, and that is yes. um, special teams? kicking and special teams. Yeah. I'm going to give that. Well, the special teams was horrendous at the beginning of this season. Yes. Um, major, major issues, especially in the kick return and punt return department. Um, but Matt Prater, as usual, has was pretty excellent, except he missed a big miss, field goal against Buffalo. Oh. Yeah. But he only had uh, four missed field goals on the year. But he's so it's great hard at to... throwing the ball, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Best arm of any kicker in the <laughs> Um Well, Johnny Hecker, actually, and the Rams, I might argue, is the only one that's better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just had to throw that. Um, I'm going to give the special teams a a C just because Prater. I would give it a D if it wasn't for Prater. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with C minus. Uh, they really had a bad year the first half of the season when they fired Marciano as the coach, which really is weird because he's been the coach the last few years. Yeah, and, and he's, he's had, had great units. special team units year yeah. after year. But I think part of his personnel thing, like we got rid of Zenner and we get, and Zenner was, you know, mm-hmm. people don't give enough credit to these guys who play special teams. It's, it's oh, yeah. its own thing. And I mean, some of these guys are really good. And if you take them out of the equation, your team suffer. And it, they did early in the season. Uh, we turned it around after we fired Marciano and whatever reason, but uh, if I'm giving a, a, what is it, a C minus, yes. they, they were not very good, but they definitely improved toward the end. And it was good to see Prater. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Prater was good. The uh, rest of the, I mean, the coverage units really were like, after that coaching trade suddenly just like solid. Yeah. Like there was, they were out. when I feel like special teams are doing good is when you don't even think about special teams unless like they're making some outstanding punt coverage. But at the end of the year, they kind of were, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say C minus two because early on they were giving up big plays, but the return units never really did anything of note. Like you mm-hmm. want, like I think we had like a couple returns on punts and kickoffs aren't even like a thing anymore. So but yeah, C. Yeah, I, I would go with the C as well. Um, I I think I actually think they're playing pretty good right now. I I'm fine with them, but if you get a count in the whole season and they were horrible early in the season. Yes. And uh, yeah, talk about the changes of the personnel. Uh, we went through like a hundred gunners, you know, like uh, yes. guys yeah. down the, the one guy who almost downed it at the one mm-hmm. foot line, but he touched the line. He got cut. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. what do you think, Connor? I don't know. It, it seems like uh, part of our offense and defensive struggles were like, it seems like the opponent was always getting a fantastic field position, like north of the 30 yard line. And we were always getting torched like before the 25. So Prater had a good year, but, I don't think that's enough to justify anything above a D plus for me. I think that unit was awful consistently all year and, and really dragged our offense down even further. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it got better towards the end of the year, but I think the change needed to be made. Actually, one of our better gunners was Andy Jones. Uh, yeah. I always saw him down there making a tackle or yeah. keeping his yeah. contained. Tracy Walker team. actually was a really yeah, good Tracy Walker, coverage really? guy. He would make, he moves all he, around the Tracy ball. Walker just seems like one of those guys has a good, like good football instincts. Yes, you know? and I, those guys make a big difference. Like I kind of like Tyron Matthew, you know, that guy's not like an elite athlete, but he just always finds his way near the ball and can yes. make plays yeah. near the ball. Yeah. That's why Zenner's had as much time with the lines as he has. This is special. Teams. Right, yeah, he's an excellent special yeah. teams player. Yeah. Makes a lot of tackles. Definitely. Definitely. Well, we, I mean, we touched on all the units, um, just one more grade to give out, and that's to the coaching staff. Ooh, and so, just the coaching staff as a whole. Oh, and I, 
I'm, I'm going to give, and this is just as the, the coaching staff think of it as its own unit. Um, and of course, that's the head coach. He takes all the responsibility for the entire coaching staff. So this is kind of a Patricia grade as the way I'm seeing it. Maybe you see it differently, but I'm going to give it a, a C minus and only because this is his first year. And I think he's establishing a culture. Um, he, this is this is the long term vision I'm I'm thinking of here, and there's a lot of you know guys from the Jim Caldwell regime that didn't necessarily like like all the running and stuff like that. Maybe necessarily, um, you can kind of hear in some of the comments like Ricky Jean Francois. You know he's a Patriots guy. He he's a total hundred percent Patricia buying kind of guy, and I, I, we forgot to mention him on the D line as well. He had a decent year. Decent so, year. So. Um, but he, he, you can tell he thought there were some people in the locker room that weren't totally buying in. And I think another offseason with a lot of turnover can correct some of those issues, get more of those guys. And like I said, uh, one of the guys I look forward to in free agency, hopefully, is Trey Flowers from the Patriots. I think he's one of those Patricia guys that we can possibly Could be. get. Could be. All right. So I'm um, C minus. I'm going to kind of go with a. I'm going to go with a C, only because it's a transition year, and I think Patricia has to be given the benefit of the doubt for changing the culture and everything he's trying to do. And there's a lot of growing pains involved with that. Uh, if you're going to break down unit by unit, I give Cooter a D minus. I give uh, what's the other? Pescaloni. Pescaloni. Uh, I give him a. <laughs> it's I give him like a B. They were horrible in the beginning, but they got so much better yes. at the end. And by the end of the season, our defense was a was a marvel to watch almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were very good. Um, uh, special teams, uh, maybe a C, maybe a D. Um, I think just my personal opinion, and I drink a lot of blue Kool-Aid, I love the way the Patricia era is going. We had to go through this. We had to suffer through this growing pains thing, and, and mm-hmm. people got to buy into mm-hmm. a system. And until everyone does, we're not going to real This year maybe it could have been better for another coach, whatever, but I think the future bodes well. So that's all I can say. I think you guys are being generous. I'm going to go with an F plus. I can't give this team any sort of passing grade under Patricia this year because we didn't have a winning record, and that is unacceptable. We started off with an offense that was supposed to be stacked with talent. They underperformed at every turn. The defense was the under-talented unit, and they were often keeping us in games that we shouldn't have been in because our offense couldn't do anything. Uh, Patricia, I think his first mistake was keeping Cooter. Um, and that being mm-hmm. said, Cooter himself, maybe I'll give him like a D. I, I don't think he was all just all bad. He, yeah. he called some good plays, but he's just not a good offense coordinator in my book and should not have been there. He didn't deserve the job. Uh, yeah, but in the end, wins is what you measure a season by, and we ended up with six. And that's completely unacceptable with the talent we started the season with. And uh, I mean that the failures we were having are why Quinn, why we traded Tate when we did. That's you know Quinn. I guess I'll give Quinn credit that like he could be that cold and separated. He traded him away at that time. But yeah, no F F plus. Okay, failure. All right, and I, I would go with the C with the coaching staff. Um, um I, it was like they've improved over the year, but. Uh, they did a big drop off to the beginning of the year. They they were a decent team last year, then they were a terrible team to start the year, and then they were like this whole rebuilding thing. So, I'm still hopeful long term, but uh, 
as far as this year, uh, I have to go with the, what did I say, C minus? Yeah. Yeah. Not not good because the wins, like you're saying, Jack. Yes. It's not always about wins and losses, you know. It's about having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't think they're having fun a lot of these games. That's good a good one, Z. Yeah. Winning, winning is fun. Winning is fun. Uh, yeah, that's true. For our listeners that don't know, Patricia was supposed to appear tonight, but he was 30 minutes late, so we ended up cutting him. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't even know if that's true or not. I don't know. I, it's just kind of fun to me. I do like that he's late to media report. The, that part doesn't I don't give yeah. a shit that he's late to media reports. But me I think that. team meetings, he should be on time. But anyways. Connor, uh, could you just sit up in your chair? It's your little <laughs> <laughs> um, I do still believe in the Patricia long-term vision. I think this is the year we find out the players that bought in, the players that don't. Um, that being said, though, just going off this year alone, I think it was a failure for Patricia. I think we did not come out right against the Jets, and it took a while to find our footing. But I also like what we did with the defense. Uh, he should have got rid of Cooter, but honestly, at the time he was hired, like, were we going to find a great long-term replacement for him at that point? In the se- I don't think so. Uh, if he doesn't fire him this year, that's a whole other story. But I'm going to give the whole unit. He'll be back. Yeah, I'm going to give the unit a D as a whole this year, but I see potential in the future. I also want to be clear that mine was specifically on the season, and I do think I am hopeful for the Patricia yeah. era. No, I, I think we all agree with that. I yeah. Think we all, agree with that. all right, well, you guys, we've gone around. We've given our grades on the season. Uh, we talked about our wonderful predictions uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of us predicted 10 and 6, 11 and 5 on the year. Uh, so we were basically right. Yeah, yeah. It was 16 and 0, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> we were looking in the mirror. You we round down. I yeah. think we're, we're close. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been fun. I just want to kind of touch on what this podcast will be going forward a little bit. Um, we're, it's not going to be weekly over this, this off season. Um We'll post this probably in two parts, actually, this podcast. Um, but after that, um, after the Super Bowl, we'll probably do one every few weeks. So always be on notice, listeners. Um, when a new one will be up, if you're a subscriber, it'll pop up. We'll also try to notify you on any sort of social media. And we're going to try to grow this thing as well, a little bit as well in the off offseason. Um, we have some new interesting ideas. We'll obviously touch a lot about the draft. If any big news happens, we'll try to... Um, emergency podcast. Yes, emergency podcast. Yeah, like we do with Golden Tate a little bit. Yes, a, yes. Uh, uh, there will be a podcast for that. Because <laughs> um, sure. the NFL uh, free agency happens pretty quickly after Super Bowl. It does. And, and, the, and, and then there's the draft. So we'll go into that a lot. We'll probably break down like some of our favorite draft prospects and stuff like that. So there'll be a lot of stuff in the offseason um, and material for the listeners as well, which is exciting. So just keep an eye out for that. There is no set dates necessarily. But... For now, I just want to thank every, everybody, um, all the blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Thanks, guys. It's thank been really fun this year. Thank you, guys. Keep yes. drinking the Kool-Aid yeah. out there, people. Thanks, Justin, Keep drinking for the Kool-Aid. This, yes, you know, thank you very much, good. Justin. Our, our first live podcast, and hopefully we can do more in the future. Hopefully, this is really yeah. cool. This, this is really cool. Um, we have less technical difficulties with this by a <laughs> wide margin, so it's phenomenal. And this is going to be our best song ever going yes. out. So. Oh, yes. We want to note. So if you stuck with us all year to the end of this podcast, um, the singing of the... Detroit Lions fight song has never gone well. Um, <laughs> it's always been entertaining. Charm. Yeah, it's almost it's a stick, if you will. But today is going to be our best ever by a wide margin. So for the last time away. for this uh, season and for 2018, go, go Lions! Forward down the field!
a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain Alliance victory. Go. Go. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.